You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right, 918, Dick and Scoop in the mornings. It's the 8th of January. Hanging on the LSCR Studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Broadcasting live worldwide, IRLoneStar.com, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy, and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. You can call, text at any time, 936-228-9368. Email us at Dick and Skippy at, uh, Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. Uh, I don't think we're going to have our guest today. I think he, he, John, literally right before I was about to hit the mic, goes, oh, yeah, by the way, he can't Well, I just, sorry, just found out about it my, myself. He, he emailed us. He got the, Jamal got the COVID vaccine last night, and he says it, it quote, kicked my butt. So I'm presuming it's kind of like a, a flu shot maybe where, you know, you're kind of feeling bad for a while. My dad already got it. He got it. He flu got or COVID? COVID. The shot. Yeah, he got it like four weeks ago. And how did how did it affect him? He's, he grew a horn. <laughs> I don't know. My mom's supposed to get it this week, but he got it a while back, and then. Uh, well, good on him. Yeah, but yeah. So Jamal can't make it uh, today. Our suture buddy, but we'll get him um, next week, hopefully. I you know I told him reschedule uh, reschedule to your heart's content. Yeah. All right, well, then it's just going to be us, and we're going to be talking about whatever we want then. I guess that kind of throws us for a, a wrench in the – what is that, wrench in the system? Wrench, there you go, wrench in the works. All right, well, today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Small business office cleaning needs in Montgomery County can be helped with Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, you can call them at 832-689-7996, cleansweepofficecleaning.com. Also, thank you to C3 Creative Content Creations, video, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it, c3thewoodlands.com. But, uh, yeah, so let's go on with the show. Uh, just to let people know, we're listening on the radio or whatever. We do this show on facebook.com slash Skippy, or you can go to irlonestar.com slash live. And you can join us, comment, and all that kind of stuff right then and there. And Sean is on the comment brigade. He is. Or whatever you call it. And, uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about the obvious thing that people love talking about is uh, we had our show on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then later that day, uh, people decided to go into the Capitol. And there was, a, it was the, you know, information was being flown all over the place. Yes. Uh, pictures were being taken. 
No one really knew what was going on. It was kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're here, and probably the highlight is they blocked Trump from social media, pretty much, which I think he could have created another, like, you know, some others. There's, like, thousands of social medias. He could have created a, a Match.com profile and said something. So he could have, I mean, like, it wasn't like he was silenced, in my opinion. Uh, he just couldn't be on those platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was silenced for whatever, and the statement from Zuckerberg was pretty strong. I think people who love using social media need to really take that and think about the authoritative uh, hold they really got on it. Because mm-hmm. immediately when I saw, I'll tell you, when I, when I saw that he was banned, like I saw that message, mm-hmm. I immediately thought of Egypt. And if you remember, Egypt had a, like kind of like a revolution kind of thing. A while back, like the last decade, mm-hmm. and Twitter and Facebook and them had were ordered to like go silent, and so they did. And then, like, they're basically like afterwards. That was the report was like that was the only way people could to communicate to understand what was happening with social media. But the the Egypt, the state was like no more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, that's what happens. Like that's that's scary to me. Yeah, it's I I believe that the what those like Twitter I, and Facebook have, have done this last like, year eventually well, how does this not brew conspiracy theory? Well exactly that's the whole point when you know it when it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Yeah. It's well, not always a duck, but and also where there's smoke, there's not always fire. However, if you open a door and there's a smoke filled room filled with ducks, it doesn't behoove you to say there's no ducks in here. Yeah. It does they don't exist. Of course, you know, you can't say well, there's none of this. What's wild to me is, like, and I think this is kind of a unique scenario because I, I haven't been around for that long, but I know the the feeling of Trump. Like, everyone freaking hates that guy. Like, and I, that's why I think this is, this. Uh, in my opinion, that's why I felt like the election needed to be looked at closer is because you had so many people who hated a guy that they would probably do anything within what they feel is in their parameters to do to prevent him from winning. Mm-hmm. And that that would even... I could see people going out on foot, talking to people, say, don't vote for this guy. Instead of saying, vote for Biden, I can see people going, don't vote for that guy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, like, the the aspect of the government and, the, and Facebook, it's like, oh, we all agree we hate this guy. We just need to get him out. And I think that's that's kind of scary, especially with what our government kind of is supposed to represent. And things like that. And I, it's just kind of weird. It's weird to me that people would have that kind of feeling about it. Just Well, it continues. And if you recall, on Wednesday, I was pointing out the fact that in a month or so, at that moment, I said, it's going to be that awkward moment where people realize they can't blame Trump anymore. Yeah. This is a way to hold on to that that blame for a while. Well, at least we didn't have people storming the castle when Biden was president or Obama yeah. was president. You know, it's it's one of those things. And we've been told that this was a coup. And I personally, to, to put it in context, you know, I posted something on Facebook on my president's page going, you know, because I've been called out uh, directly and indirectly about, if, if you're silent on this, and I'm like, no, I'm not silent. This was stupid. Uh, and I, I, I hate what happened yesterday as much as I've hated all the rioting and looting and, quote, civil unrest since last May. My feelings have remained unchanged on the matter. And I found that there were a couple who wanted to argue that with me. Basically, they were saying, quote, my riots are better than their riots because, and they're saying, there's a difference. And that's where I realized 
there's a philosophical difference that to some people, the why matters more than the what. And so those who are saying, well, you know, there's a difference. So the, the BLM riots were okay and this one isn't. I can see where they're coming from, but for it. me, they're both the wanton destruction of pop property and and loss of life due to a mob mentality of someone who thinks that they've hit you know the final straw, and so that's my take on. It. So the whys don't matter as much because it's a federal offense to storm a, a federal building, including the U.S. the U.S. Capitol or the Portland Post Office. These are <laughs> these are it's the same thing. So, yeah, you don't get more in trouble. So it's not right? that— Are you telling me you don't get more in trouble for doing the Capitol building than you do if you if you there may, there may, On paper, I would say no. Yeah. But, you know, obviously it's, it's like saying, well, if you kill at least four people, it's capital murder. So it doesn't matter if you kill four or 40. Well, it matters to the people who've been killed. So, yeah. you know, it is more in that context. But I've been told this was a coup. It wasn't a coup. First off, a coup involves, you know, automatic and semi-automatic weapons, uh, a manifesto, a leader, a replacement to, you know, the government that you're you're attempting to overthrow, which was nothing. These were idiots walking in, literally walking in, being ushered in, in some cases, and it got out of major control. And, of course, there are, always, there are idiots that do that. And then hand-in-hand hand with that, um, uh, you know, being called terrorists— and domestic terrorists, and I think uh, President-elect Biden called them domestic terrorists. Uh, terrorists, by definition, they use terror and fear to make their statement. And again, I there were five people killed. The, the Air Force, the woman who was shot. Yeah, I saw that perpetrator. Video. Uh, f- three others. Like who, just random people? I, I don't know. I think their names finally got released, but people aren't, you know, people don't know. Or how they were killed, and then a Capitol police officer. So until the Capitol police officer died later of some injuries, some unspecified injuries, you know these were piss poor terrorists. So they're the only ones that died. So going in, so I wouldn't call them terrorists either. This was a mob run amok, as it's been for since last May. Been told, oh, this is okay by the media, and I think these people had their fill of that. I'm not. I'm not excusing them in any way, shape, or form. I just, they, I just think it happened. It happened. And I don't want to say it was inevitable that it happened, but after after you know almost a solid year of, oh, no, no, the, this is peaceful protesting. It's okay. There are those that are going to say, well, if it's good for them, it's good for me. And, of course, you get some guy looking like Hagar the Horrible with his horns and yeah, war paint like- on. It's This is not uh, a coup master or a master terrorist. This is not Carlos the Jackal. This is an idiot wearing sheepskins and horns. Yeah, one thing that that frightens me about this is the reactions to people on, like I said, social media. That's the real concern with it because, I mean, we have laws that are in place, so we we act those out. So whatever those people did, I mean, I don't see how anyone in anyone in any right mind would be like, hey, this is a good idea going over a barricade. Like, I mean, I would never do that unless I was running from, like, you know, World of Worlds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, the online thing, like, there's a lot of lines being drawn in the sand that I saw about conservatives and especially saying if you voted for Trump and, or, you know, like, you're basically a terrorist. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going, like, man, this is, this is pretty funny. Like, I, well, it's it, gone from you're a racist 
to now you're a terrorist, and and that's the whole thing. It's gotta it's gotta be done now. I actually know some people who were there, um, and once again. 90 uh, something percent or a vast majority, more than 50 percent, was there, you know, walking the streets with their banners or whatever, and nothing went down. These are, of course, a few idiots who who stormed that, and of course, they're the ones that get the news. But here's the thing. Now we're being told, oh, this is the excuse to completely destroy the GOP because now they're terrorists. You know, they sanction, and that's why— they're trying to well, that's put the articles of twenty fifth amendment. That that's to keep the Trump GOP from running again. Has been really weak about it because they, they, they've been horribly weak. Yeah. And here's the thing: all the, because before this went down, there were those that were going to protest the electoral college vote, which is a constitutional right to do. And all of them afterwards, like, oh no, 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 we're, we're, we're. so well, we didn't fear in, was we, used. We didn't want to incite violence, right? So here's the, the thing: again, these are piss poor terrorists because. The only fear that they put was in the, the hearts of these these loser Congress people that made them change their mind. So you didn't win any votes. You lost everything. So, of course, these are really bad terrorists if that was their goal. Because what happened was that the those who were going to protest— and I'm really— so, Rightfully well, what so. What freaks me out about it is, like, this is such a serious thing, Sean, and there was, like, no police there. Because there's certain videos I was watching that was just like, because I I knew there was one that was like on the steps where there was pushback, mm-hmm. but then there was a couple where it was like I think it was another angle where they were like, hey, let's just go, let's just go in, yeah, and they were like, okay, and then they literally just push over the thing, and the cops are like, whoa, guys, hey, hey, and like they're going, hey. Hey, as they're walking by them, going, but that's hey. more normal than you would expect. Oh, I don't doubt it, but it's just like in my mind. You know, if I'm being told they're terrorists and all this stuff, it's like, all right. So we and people knew these people were coming. It wasn't like someone accidentally got shot or anything like that, where mm-hmm. it was just spur of the moment. No one really knows what's going on because that's happened several times in the past year. Where, uh, you know, especially remember that man? I think it was in Indianapolis or something where he committed suicide, and someone said like filmed it and said, "Oh, this guy, this guy got shot by a cop." Oh yeah. That? Uh-huh. So it's like it wasn't a spark thing. It wasn't like that, and it was just kind of like, all right, so why? I, that that kind of blew my mind because you're watching these people, like single file, walk out, out walk out, walk out of the Capitol inside the velvet ropes. I'm like, what is going? on? This is so weird. It reminded me of a, like, what do you call it? Um, the performing art stuff where they do performance a, art, like a flash mob. That's what it yeah. reminded me of. And well, that could then be you how see, it started. And then you see the other spectrum where people are kicking stuff, and you're like, "What? Where, what's going on here?" Like, well, it, I feel like there's two parties going on, and they're going to meet up at one. Here is a wonderful analogy to it, or a direct comparison. When the Titanic hit the iceberg, okay, yeah. it was on the right hand side of the ship, the starboard side. So the left side was still partying. Yeah, and on the left side, they were letting you know lifeboats go here and there with maybe four or five people inside when they could have held forty. And, you know, nowadays, you know, looking back, you can say, oh, you know, the second that thing hit, everyone should have crammed the lifeboats and gotten away and hopped on an iceberg and unloaded them and come back. But it took forever for people to, for it to sink in. That just sometimes, that's what happens. And I think this is what happened at the Capitol with the Capitol Police and letting them in and all these things. It took a while to sink in. Oh, these are just people wanting to come into the Capitol. It's their right. You know, it's open to the certain areas. Is it open during a voting like that? Yeah, certain areas. You can't go in certain galleries, but it's a federal building. You got to go through your. uh, Heck, I remember when I was in Washington, D.C., I had to go through metal detectors just to go inside the Smithsonian 
you know, which different museums in the Smithsonian. And I have, in fact, I'll I'll show you here. I have something in my wallet. Oh, great. You, this is well. Will this it, is what I call the tool. So I'm holding it up, but it's a credit card size thing, and it's it'll it, it's a bottle opener and a ruler and an eyeglass screwdriver and a little screwdriver and hex bolts. You and, always get you always get busted. Well, n- only they wouldn't let me take it in the Smithsonian. So this is, I mean, it's flat. There's no real sharp edges except, you know, maybe for the corners, but even then. Uh, but, and I walked through the metal detector, and, like, you have something on your body that's that's metal. Yeah. And I was like, well, just this, like, you got to throw it away. Well, I tell you what, Sean. You so know, I hit it outside so and then To wrap it up about this stuff. But to go in the Capitol, you got to do the same thing. Yeah, well, so they, there didn't, are no, they it, didn't. They didn't go through it. Sorry. But. How do you know? We're, I don't see. I don't know if weapons were brandished inside the Capitol no by these knows. people. I'm telling you, like you look at it, it's very confusing to me. Like putting mm-hmm. putting the pieces together. But again, to wrap it up, I will say the most disappointing thing was there weren't any boots on the ground and cracking some skulls. Like I was waiting for that. I was like, oh, this looks serious. Let's see what happens. And there weren't uh, no National Guard. They said was deployed, but a little too late. Everyone kind of already started leaving. It mm-hmm. like they had to go have lunch. Oh yeah, it was a it was an idiotic day. With led by idiots, and that yeah, you know, and it's odd that I was challenged and argued with over that. Where well, I'm yeah, saying these are all bad. All, you fight all the time on the internet, dude. I mean, that's what happens if you live on the internet and fight people; they're gonna fight you back. But 99 times out of 100, I don't go to someone else's page. Plus, plus I post something. You and people come said, to me. You haven't said they're terrorists yet. We need to come up. With they the, weren't terrorists. Well, we need to come up. With if the they were, they, they they catastrophically failed in their one. Not not unlike the Titanic lookout, who only had one job. Their one job is to inspire fear to make sure their point that they win. And the only fear that they may have inspired was in some Congress people. This <laughs> is like, oh, I don't want to argue anymore because I could get in trouble. And it, so they what, catastrophically well, failed in their mission. What gets me about people who were saying that, like, oh, good that he that Donald Trump was banned. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like, well, did you even pay attention to him when he was on social media? Yeah, like, I. Yeah, that that's the thing. Those those who were going to storm the Capitol would have done so with or without the rally that morning. So I say let Nancy Pelosi, you know, try to push these articles of the Twenty Fifth Amendment to get him out because it's, it's purely cosmetic. It's mainly to do so he can't run again in four years. That's the biggest issue. Um, I can see them doing it just because they have the they have the percep- the public perception of he's the one that caused this. Which I don't well, really. That's, I that's don't what's really being believe. promoted by them for sure, whether or not it's the, it's the truth or not, or a fact or not. That's what's being promoted, and so it is today, January the eighth, and twelve days. There's um, a new president. A new president. So there we go. So if you're going to file articles of you know remove the sitting president through the twenty fifth amendment, you have less than twelve days to do it now, and it's like. What is he going to do in these 12 days? You know, he's not going to launch any nuclear missiles. He's not going to go to war with anyone. I mean, I, I don't really care. Well, I, I do because I want to see how we—this was the last push by people who want to blame him for all well, the gonna, woes. They're going to—I mean, to me, the but way— the, once again, seeing, in a month or so, they can't. After happened on the 6th, to me, it's like anyone can do when it comes to wanting to control, like, the message— Especially when it comes to somebody like Trump, it's like they can just kind of say whatever they want to say for you know a week or two, and then they have to figure out something else to say. Mm-hmm. 
and then it's just going to change. And I think the the sad part about the transition part of it is, like again, I really wish they would we would do the same and the same energy that we put in for her disliking Trump. We put in the same energy of ju- like judging Biden. Yeah. Making holding him accountable. Yeah, I mean that, that's the way. Oh, I would but do it, it. it won't. The the sycophancy has already begun. Uh, I don't care that he's been well, banned now from the Facebook scary, and something. Well, the scary thing is, Sean, it's whoever opposes now mm-hmm. opposes the Democratic or opposes whoever the people want they want. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to be the terrorists. That's and what like, I, I've been called. It's going to every be, name in the book. It's going to go down that line. And now I'm not saying all conservatives are going to be called. I'm saying anyone that opposes. Mm-hmm. So it could be someone in their own party. And it could be like an AOC kind of thing where mm-hmm. she likes to kind of go a little different. The, and then it's going to be like, no, you know what, you're a terrorist. There's a or, legal phrase called slippery slope, and and we're on it. As far as Trump being banned from Facebook and Twitter, I really don't care. And, in fact, it kind of works because you do that, you can't later on, say, accuse him of inciting more violence or riots or anything because you've, you've silenced him. He can't say anything. So let, let them. I, I really don't care. I don't think he does either. And that's why, you know, he would always tweet from his personal account, real Donald J. Trump, and not POTUS, which was the official president's account. I, stuff would go out on that occasionally. But no, this is always, he wanted to own his own content, even as president. That's, he's a well, showman. Like, that's what he when does. When he got banned from Twitter for that video, did, why didn't he just post that video on the presidential one? Because that would look like a serious message. Like it was like he was sitting in front of, you know, like the White House going like, hey guys. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it was also posted on that or not. I, I don't know. So, and I, I haven't looked well, that to find out. I need to see that. Yeah. If they ban the President of the United States Twitter account, that'd be baller. <laughs> <laughs> that would be next level. That would be great. That would be great. Well, it does. I mean, that would cause. Here's the thing um, Twitter and Facebook are under no constitu- constitutional obligation to do whatever. I mean, to run the, yeah. you know, the, the official White House page you know if it breaks you know the rules i can't wait for i can't wait for facebook to get their own police force well they've already got facebook jail where they'll throw you in if you're so, yeah but now here's something i've noticed on twitter because i've, I've heard the thing about you know some conservative icon saying man i lost fifty thousand followers today or something well when i was scrolling through twitter yesterday trying to catch up on now you're a twitter news man. well actually not really so much i'll no, you're on twitter every day you're a twitter man yeah but maybe for twitter like man. 90 seconds Twitter what? Just to see what's going on. It's part of the receiving input. I was missing, uh, I saw some retweets from people. It's like, well, I should have gotten the original tweet because I, I followed this person. And I go to them and find out I wasn't following. There were like a dozen well, people. Nine times out of ten, though, that I weren't because, following it. That's anymore. just because their platform is horribly written code. Like, it's just. No, because I, I'm telling you, every, every Janine Garofalo uh, or. Uh, Matt Damon that I don't follow, I get their tweets just fine and dandy. Well, I don't even follow them. You're gonna you're gonna have to eat but the But people sandwich. I follow have suddenly disappeared. You're gonna have to eat the sandwich hole. Okay. The sandwich hole. Yeah, the whole sandwich. Oh, I thought you meant thing. like a donut hole. I, mean, I, I was trying hole. to figure out what they the don't sandwich care. hole is. They're gonna feed it to you and you're gonna eat it whole. And I, I wouldn't worry about it, man. I would just, you know Hey Jay, good morning. Accept the matrix. Just do it. Just did it take the blue pill? Is that what it is? I can't remember if it's the red or blue, and I don't want to remind... I'm pretty sure the red pill's the... the I might be the guy who stays in the Matrix, because I'd be the, the uh, Joe what's-his-name guy. Sure it's, it's a rabbit I wouldn't be the guy eating the steak and saying, I don't care if it's not real, I want to eat it. But hey, you know, listener JSC's on, and of course, it his birthday today, so... Jay, just for you. Happy birthday. I'm uh, not singing happy a- birthday. After we go to break, uh, Dick's going to go in the back, put on a white Marilyn Monroe dress, stand over a grate, 
to, to blow that's it up. Why and been, that's you why I haven't shaved. Happy so people birthday. aren't confused. Yeah, when right. I, when, I, when I put the dress on without this on, people are like, well, that's a sexy yeah, lady. Yeah, you, you don't want to send the wrong message. So, so that's for you, Jay. But ha- ha- happy birthday to you. You know, I, so I was reading that Elon Musk is now the richest dude. And I, I kind of laughed at that because I go, well, is it just an evaluation rich or is it actually like assets and, you know, ownership and, you know, different revenues? Because because I guess they give Jeff Bezos the rich one because of this value of Amazon stock, right? Because he owns a lot of stocks are like, hey, we value him. Yeah, it, it's you got to work in liquid assets because very few are cash. Handy. And they're not including like the Saudi Arabian people, right? And that's the list. Because they don't tell you how much money they really have, right? Like those princes and stuff. I feel like those well, dudes are depends sh- on the list. I feel like those dudes are trillionaires. If- you know, I really do. I can see like one guy over in the Middle East being like a trillionaire based off just like his oil or Well yeah, well something. understand in England, for instance, the richest family is the royal family. But they're not that rich, are they? Yeah, they are. Are they billionaires? <laughs> yeah. Is that just because of land or what? Like- yeah, land titles. Um uh, the property uh, contracts. Remember, Did you, have there you are s- products that get the Queen's seal of approval, and it gets a special crown mark on on the packaging. So you know, it's almost like you know the Queen endorses Weetabix. You know, there's this movie by Guy Ritchie called The Gentleman, and in the movie, Matthew McConaughey plays a drug grower or drug. I guess he's both. I think he's everything. Well, he, he lives in England, and people are always wondering how he's able to grow all his pot because England's not that big. And it's pretty noticeable. Like, mm. and what it turned out to be, spoiler for people, was he got with lords who had land, but they were losing money because mm-hmm. you know whatever. Oh, I'm sure that's a real thing. And yeah, he paid them off every month or whatever, and he started a grow factory on their land because apparently their land, like you can't, a police can't just go on it or something, yeah. something like it's that. It's like a diplomatic community yeah. kind and, of. Thing. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Well, another thing that they do over there. Uh, I got one for me, and then for for Christmas, I got one for my mother and one for for Mrs. Skippy. It's those uh, bought a square foot of Scottish land. Yeah, you told me about that. So we're you know technically I'm a lord. Lord Skippy works for me, and it's you know it's kind of a ha ha, but it's like it's like the stars when you can yeah. you know get a star named after you. It's ha ha, but it's real. You, you know, if there's a there's a star in Epsilon, Epsilon Ariandi, I think. Which is called Skippy Star. I have no idea what you just said. In a constellation, there's a star that has got right. my name on it. If alien life is <laughs> found on that on a planet orbiting that star, it's it's orbiting Skippy Star. So it's it's a joke, but it's real. Same thing with this. So these lords, you know, the Scottish landowners are yeah. making a boatload of money. But yeah, you know, I must do richest dude. I mean, you know what? I, I still believe that. The the rocket man behind the Tesla that he shot into space, that was like, I figured that Jimmy was, Hoffa or his in, one of his enemies. He didn't get in trouble for littering. Like he should have gotten in trouble for littering for that. <laughs> well, if it's well, look at the moon. What we left behind on the moon is like Mount Everest. Have you heard about like near the summit of Mount Everest? It's just littered not only with bodies, but uh, trash and tents and oxygen bottles. They just leave it behind because yeah. you don't want to carry it back down. Um, yeah, I mean, because I feel like that's... And yeah, we left some, some we left some McDonald's bags on the moon, too, just saying. Just yeah. throw it out the window. Well, I mean, sometimes, like, the oxygen balls had a use, though, to get there. But what did this, the car have a use? It was just to say... Was it... Yeah, some... I'm telling you, it was, it was uh, the opening scene from Heavy Metal. 
Remember the astronaut in the in the in the well, convertible? That's just, that's just the guy driving down the road, throwing it out of the car, but like just to say, I don't care. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically all must. Yeah, but just think maybe in. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard what the thing looks like now. All the paint's been, like, bleached off and stuff. It's, like, just this white hunk of metal. Is it going towards the sun or away from the sun? I think away, I think. But it could be, you know, in some Star Trek future, 500 years from now, that, you know, aliens or humans find it and, like, oh, yeah, that was... Uh, but I'm telling you, inside yeah, is, it's like, oh, inside this, is this, the body of one of his a, enemies. This is a poorly built car. That's what they'll say. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm telling some you, idiot. You've some idiot. Some idiot made it. Ugh. You've seen Heavy Metal, right? The movie. Yeah, the you know, cartoon. The yeah, the cartoon yeah. where the guy, you know, the astronaut, he's in the convertible and it leaves the spaceship and goes through the atmosphere and lands on. Or it's just hard, the dude. the opposite. He's going the opposite direction. Uh, all right. Well, and we talked about Elon Musk. Talked about your little. Your miss, your miss, uh, crusade. You, you said you wanted to be there. You're telling me off the air that like you're the one going on Twitter telling people what to do, what doors to get access to. So I reported you, Sean, for the Capitol building thing. I reported you. You got me on tape. Yeah. Dang it. We got you on Twitter. I, I knew. I knew I should have Twitter. disguised my voice, put on my Darth Vader voice changer, uh, and we gave out birthday wishes. Not only is it uh, Jay's birthday, but it's also the anniversary of my sister's birthday. So oh. I want to give props to my my late sister. But yeah, it's her birthday today too. She would have been sixty. Wow, the big six zero. Yeah, I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm more than halfway. So eat it. <laughs> there you go. So anything else going? On? Anything else you want to talk about? Because I know our guest couldn't make it today. He got his COVID vaccine. I'm so surprised my dad got my, his vaccine. He didn't even mention it to me, and I feel like the vac. And they haven't even given it to my wife. And I was like, Dad, you're not you're not worth more than my wife. Trust me. And like this is <laughs> ouch. Like this is bizarre. And yeah, because yeah, well, I'm sitting there talking to him yesterday, and he, I, I'm visiting him them tomorrow to help them they're reorganizing the garage and the house and stuff and i was like oh you need extra pair of hands whatever and but then something about my mom was like well it depends i'm getting the covid vaccine and apparently i guess is there does it make you feel bad i guess that's what happens well yeah it's many vaccines put a are based on a a lesser dosage or a dead or dying version of well i hope it doesn't kill my mom build your antibodies Thanks, um, thanks for no. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't think I don't think it, it would. Um, she's useless anyway. So, I mean, but it's like well, that's why I won't take the the flu shot only because the first time I ever did, apparently I had the flu when I got the shot, and as a result, by that evening I was down for the, the count flu. for three months. No, because it, it exacerbated. Well, everything. you basically just put a gun to your head and you're like, "This is what I want." Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, so my dad got it a while back, and he didn't even mention it. And I was very surprised, and because I figured my wife would be the first one to get it. Well, like anyone out of anyone response. I knew. But here's the inherent danger of this. There's a reason why it's supposed to take years for a vaccine to hit the market, because there well, is. She, n- she did tell me that she didn't really feel comfortable taking it, based off the like the. She 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 put it in a good way. She's like. You know, this is the way vaccines have been. Like, we've only been developing vaccines for like a little over 100, I think. Yeah, like, Jonas Salk was yeah, for the polio like that. vaccine. Was that 100 years ago? Ish. Yeah, so like. No, yeah. Yeah, like the science of it is relatively new. And so she's just like, this is like one of the fastest vaccines. And she's she's like, I just don't. But the science wouldn't like that, like in hindsight, you know. Yeah, but it is what it is. You can't tell anything beyond like a six like, month long term effect. Did you see that? Uh, I want to say it was Methodist in downtown Houston was like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a five hundred dollar bonus, but you gotta get the vaccine first. 
Wow. Or something like that. I'm totally serious. This is a real wow. deal. Like, I think ABC 13 was reporting on it. And I was like, man, that'd be... Uh, you know how much you piss people off when you do that kind of stuff, regardless if it's about a vaccine. So you have five hundred bucks to, to help me yeah. save my house, but, but you won't like, give it to me. Yeah, it's like go take a piss test. We'll give you five hundred dollars. Like what the heck? And uh, yeah, I was like, man, that's a why would you even do that? Like I know you're trying to influence people to take the vaccine, but if my parent, hey, if my parents are taking the vaccine, that tells you a lot about the like because they're very. I would say they're conservative. They're constitutional. My dad's a very constitutional kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very big. Like, you go into his office, a bunch of books on the president, which I don't understand why you would read books about. Aren't there the charred remains of a burning cross from a Klan rally? No, no. That's, uh, okay, that's, just checking. That's my mom. No, that's, <laughs> just kidding. No, no. He's just like a—he's a history buff. So he's always—every time we talk oh, about— Oh, so he has anything, Confederate statues in his yeah, well, office. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, he skipped a period. It was weird. Like, he likes the first, like, 15 presidents or whatever it is, <laughs> and then it skips. And, then, and just before Lincoln, he's like, these guys suck. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. But, uh, but no, it's it, but that's the way he responds to everything. And the fact that he got it tells me he's just, he's not ready to die. I think that's what, like, I think when it comes down to it, he's above 16. It's like, hey, it's not worth the risk and of not taking it. I get it. So, Sean, I'm worried about you. You should take it. You probably need to take three of them. And <laughs> then, so that way, when you go online, you're not infecting people and stuff like that with your garbage. And, you know, get, uh, I, I'm just surprised that they had they got it before my wife. Like, my wife hasn't had any opportunity to get it. Yeah. And I just thought it's because her employer doesn't care about her well-being. Well, without, you know, putting on my tinfoil hat, it could be that, okay, we don't want to wipe out a generation of first responders by accident, so let's give it to the old yeah, people. Yeah, true. See what happens to them well, over the Well, maybe that's months. the conspiracy. This whole thing is designed just to get rid of the Oh, old if you people. want a virus that calls the herd, this was tailor-made. Well, it's is, almost like it was lab-grown. Well, no, that's what, no, this is the second round. It's like, hey, we didn't knock them out the first round. Well, I know Pfizer's doing, round, let's give Pfizer's just doing the happy dance because they're apparently their um, vaccine, because we have like three competing vaccines, uh, also kills off the, the mutated one that just hit our, you know, uh, just hit Harris them. County. Lucky them. Yeah, it's like it's almost as if they knew. Well, my wife said something last night was very interesting to me. And she's like, because she mentioned the mutated vaccine. She goes, this is just going to be... She's like, this could be probably the most idiotic thing we could have done is by doing, like, she didn't say the shutdowns, but she said, like, if it mutates this fast, we're always going to be on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Like, always. Because the Yeah, the well, I've said that from day one. So she's this like, virus this is, is going to outlast yeah, any economy. This is going to be nuts. Uh-huh. And she just said, I'm just going to do my job. And I was like, whatever, bring the money home. I don't want to <laughs> do anything. Bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. So, yeah. I mean, I... Well, because I think what's funny, and especially working in the medical field, I feel like you get desensitized a little bit about the like what me- the medical stuff hardships that come. It's like when you go to the hospital, you're not there every day, so you're like, this is like do or die. I need to go to the hospital. Oh yeah, any high risk environment with first responder, yeah. you, you know, I absolutely agree with you. I wouldn't say desensitized so much as that. They're well, she, a wall. She, skips, she skips the hurdle of like the emotion. She's like, no, this is what we need to do to get this done. This mm-hmm. is the most like this is medically what we right. Need to do. And her with a lot of first responders, it's not as if they they shut it off. It's like if, okay, we're gonna pocket universe it for well, a while. For example, we're gonna build a wall, but eventually what I meant, what I meant, Sean, mm-hmm. is like say I'm hanging out with you mm-hmm. and and Holly's there. Mm-hmm. You fall over and you start shaking. I immediately think. 
he just fell over and he's shaking. And she'll probably immediately go, hey, we need to support him. We need to do this, this. Like, she, she jumped the hurdle of, oh, he's right. on the ground. He's shaking. It's exactly. Like, yeah, she can. And again, like a, a, a soldier or military officer. Yeah. Or I would just drag you out. A firefighter. Like, he's making everything look bad. Get him out of here. Yeah. Or, you know, a Secret Service agent, you know, this trained that, you know, you see a gun, you throw yourself in front of someone instead of ducking away from it. It a lot of it's training, but you also have to be psychologically able to do it. We should get our vaccine. Now in we this situation, get- which one of you is giving me mouth to mouth? I'll do it. Okay. I told her no, because she knows the rhythm. Like that's a big deal. Wait, so she gives me chest massage? Yeah, she's okay. She, I can live with she's that. She's probably not strong. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I got no. She no, she's would probably strong. crack she, a rib or two. She's got a. Oh, never mind. She just jump on me. <laughs> no, she, she I know where it. you're going. Uh, she she can do it. Uh, no, I. It, it's funny because so we should get uh, when we are eligible for the vaccine. Do you pay for it? Like, how is it working right now? How 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 is it going? I know that money's been set aside through the CARES Act, but I think many are being so. People um, who are getting, getting it right free. now are getting it through Medicaid. Like my parents, I guess I should talk to them and ask them how they. Pay well, it's for like it. my the COVID test that I got. I got it for free because so the CARES Act provided funds to the company yeah. for that. So I mean, that's what's really interesting to me, because I say we go do it together and we do it and we'll film it, and sure. But I still say before that we should do a. Uh, go to the place that gives the test, the swab test, just to show people. Because a lot of people aren't getting tested because they're like, oh, they're going to ram it up my nose into my brain. No, this was a, a mouth swab test. It was amazingly safe. They follow these amazing protocols. It took 36 hours, I think, to get my results. And uh, it was really cool. Yeah, but I don't feel ill. I feel like I waste the test if I don't feel well. I felt, I I yeah, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't suffering from any symptoms beyond you know, achiness and muscle soreness, but that's because I'm, you know, in my 50s. And I, I, I kind of said, listen, you know, I'm kind of doing this just as a, as a, oh, what the hey, but I don't want to take it away. They're like, no, 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 it's okay to, to do it. We got and, plenty to go around. Well, here's the thing. What if the, on the off chance I was asymptomatic and a carrier? I would know. You know, they'd rather take that Can chance. Can they tell that stuff? Yeah. I figured it's like if you're just infected now, like, will they do the antibodies? Yeah, stuff, but, but it, affects, it, it affects different people differently. You know, some people, the common one seems to be a loss of taste and smell. No, I'm saying, like, say I got it five months ago. I didn't know. Right. Will they be able to know, tell me, hey. There's an it. antibody test. Yeah. No, I don't know if the swab Like, I would do the antibody antibodies. because I don't feel ill. So I would do the antibody just to see because I haven't really been sick mm-hmm. since COVID started. And so I never get sick, actually. Uh, I might be Superman. And, you know, Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. Is that what it is? Spoiler alert, he is a superhero. Did you see Glass? No, but I know I, I read the, like the review. You like it. You should watch it. You stop reading stuff. <laughs> stop reading you and those books and them, no, them words. spoil it, man. Like, you need to see Wonder Woman. Like, you need to see it. Did you, did you see the spec? Oh, by the way, the critical of, drinker was the reviewer yeah, I was talking about. I knew I was saying drunk something. He was called the critical drinker. He's a great reviewer. Well, to spe- oh, speaking of Wonder Woman, uh, the ticket stuff's getting back together. How wonderful! When are they now? We're, they used to be on Thursdays. Didn't yeah, they? we are on Thursdays. We're moving the time slot to Fridays at eleven, mm-hmm. but because we can record it, we need to record it. And we're trying to do a little bit more production stuff. So uh, now, is it everyone from the is the original? Yeah, everyone's back. Yeah, awesome. Well, anytime you're you're desperate for a, a yeah, sit-in host, give me a buzz. I'm gonna watch uh, George Clooney's Midnight Sky that came out on Netflix. He directed it, and it, you know it's probably gonna be crappy. I have no idea what it's about. I haven't even yeah, heard of it. It's probably about global warming, if I had to guess. 
Now, speaking of which, this may sound a little funny, Dick. Last night, just in time, I learned that Hell's Kitchen was coming back. Oh, last did you night. say just in time, uh, or like, are just in time? Just in time. Okay, you really confused me there. Yeah, uh, Hell's Kitchen with uh, Gordon Ramsay. I was flipping. So the only our, our big TV in our living room has got a Amazon Fire Stick on. It's all streaming. Yeah. The only cable we have is in my TV in my office, which I usually have on the music channel just for background noise. What kind of music? Like Celtic music or something? Yeah, you know, Sounds of the Season or Soundtracks like or something music. like that. Yeah, monk, Gregorian chants. Yeah. But I would happen to be flipping channels, just seeing what, you know, if anything was coming on, because I was uploading video and I was I had to stay there. So I was like, I may as well watch something. And I saw that at 7 o'clock last night, Hell's Kitchen was back. You know, the Gordon Ramsay show where it's a reality show with 16 yeah. chefs get together. He doesn't have to cook anymore. Isn't that hilarious? No, but he loves it. They've had some episodes where he, like, whips together a dish, and he makes it look like it's nothing. Well, but... think about it. Like, he doesn't have to cook anymore. Yeah. He just kind of, like, not pretends for, to Not for a it. while. But I was so excited about that. And Mrs. Kippy made this huge pot roast thing, Stu. So I took some, drove to my mom. I'm like, Mom, I don't know if you know. Hell's Kitchen is coming. She's like, oh, yeah, I know. Because she and I used to used to compare it. notes. Yeah, I like it. And so it was like 6.30 when I'm giving her the 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 stew. And I'm like, okay, I got to get back. I got to get back in time to, to watch it. And so, you know, I'm calling Mrs. Skippy. And I'm like, okay, turn the TV on. Get it to Fox now on the big TV. It's the yeah. streaming but you can watch live. I'll be pulling up right at 7. We got to watch this. And I couldn't. I was trying to figure out why I was so excited some shows are trickling back here and there. For the most part, they all seem to be either well, if you're COVID type, you know, where there are masks involved, yeah. or it's part of the plot, or there's like a, a how can I phrase this without making it sound like a bad thing, where they got to address Black Lives Matter or police oh, yeah. or well, something that's like, like every, where there's a lesson. Yeah, and it, whether it's Last Man Standing, which is a sitcom with Tim Allen, or whether it's Blue Bloods, which I like watching, you know, they've all had that. Most sitcoms, was, that's, what the, that's how they're written. Though. Yeah, on a very special episode. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Hell's Kitchen, Not it, it was my first sense of things are kind of getting back to normal. Did they wear masks? You know? No, that's what I'm saying. It was just like any other episode. They probably filmed it before. We're in the island of Bermuda. Well, actually, they're in we Las Vegas. Have, we don't have to wear masks. <laughs> they're in Las Vegas. And so I just got this sense of normalcy. It was like, because I was having a, because of today, I was having kind of a, a pensive, thoughtful night yeah. last night. And this really put me back into happier times when, you know, talk to my mom, oh my gosh, can you believe this chef or this or that? And laughing with the wife. It just gave me a lot of, I don't want to say hope, but just uh, it's like, hey, you know what? There's you're some normalcy. You're an emotional person. I am. I'm Sean. a cancer, dude. Yeah. That's my star sign. So, you know, I'm I moody. I thought you were doing a street slang. I was like, I have no idea what can't, I'm a cancer means. I'm a three year. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it is that show, the shows like that, it's important to have that, that core to bring you back. Like, this is what I enjoy. Because you kind of forget that sometimes, like, what kind of music you like. Like, I've started to notice that a lot between, like, my friends and especially my parents is. Like, they don't, like, it's specific to music. Like, they don't really listen to music anymore. Mm-hmm. And when they listen to music, it isn't something like what we, what I, like, I still do, where if I find an artist, I get obsessed, and I'm like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's get in it. How many albums they got? Let's, let's, let's listen to this one. Let's do this one. I'm going to buy this one. You know, like, the, uh, the last weekend, I, I discovered an 80s country singer named Steve Warner, or Wiener. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Steve Dub. But, yeah, w. and I was like, because I'm trying to learn how to two-step. 
trying to like get because my wife's ten times better than me, so I'm trying to learn because that's what we did on New Year's. We I was trying to learn how to dance, and uh, yeah, it was just like another discovery of music. But I don't I don't see people going back to what that kind of enjoyment mm. when the stuff they 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 you know they found it back then. That's why we watch the X Files all the time because at one point I'm like, "This is really good. This is a really good show." Well, not only was it a good show last night, but I was watching. We were watching it live, commercial breaks and all. Yeah, that's cool. And that was it was so. It's been so long since I've done that. Everything else has either been pre-taped on DVR or streamed, and even the ones that have been coming back, I like watching the Unicorn. And it was a very special episode where the white neighbor doesn't understand what the black neighbors have been going through, and they they the learn unicorn? him right. Yeah, it's a, it's a Sitcom along the veins of Scrubs, where it's not like a live audience yeah. sitcom. Uh, Walton Goggins plays a widower, middle-aged widower with two teenage daughters, and his friend—it's just him and his friends—and his friends are trying to get him back in the dating world. And it's—it's it's cute. It's a CBS show, so it's skewed more for for my age. Walton Goggins usually plays a bad guy, so it's weird seeing him play a a, a good guy. Yeah, and he's called the Unicorn because it's like nice guy, widowed, two precocious daughters every woman wants that they do well in the show that's you know they're saying oh you're a unicorn you're like the catch that no one can you know everyone wants but no one can get kind of stuff well, i figured it'd be like you're everything that people want but no one really didn't want i just thought i'd call him unicorn because he was horny but that was yeah. me but it's a cute show but the first show back was didn't have masks but it had um well, that I, lesson. well that's what i love about the mask conundrum is you know as a filmmaker and production studio like we're either gonna have to adr everything mm -hmm. or we're gonna have to figure out better masks that look like masks but we can hear everything well it'll be interesting to see what happens with blue bloods because not they've already covered the whole police you know defund the police police brutality yeah. you know and that's always been a thing with blue bloods tom Selleck plays the uh well the new york's always a mess so but you can tell that they're starting to have to do mask stuff as they were filming and so you've got those lessons now, there's, uh, there's a sitcom called Last Man Standing, which is Tim Allen, who's conservative in real life, and so this show skews conservative. Yeah. And when they came back for this final season, they really made a choice which was odd to me. They decided, instead of, you know, showing life during the pandemic, it's they've skipped ahead three years. For the, So it's a time jump to 2023 or 2024 now. So... I mean, that's really smart, Sean, because it sounds like you're looking for entertainment that doesn't reflect on today's problems, so they can. Oh, I, go don't back get me. It's not that I, I, I. In fact, the show was great. Last night's episode, he meets Terry, yeah. Tim Taylor. You know his previous character on Home Improvement, and everyone's going, "Oh my gosh, you look just like each other!" And there was a big gag, and it was pretty funny because you got to see oh, so what Tim Taylor really exists in that world. Yeah. Oh. Cool. And so they did a lot of split screen and CGI stuff where they're yeah. talking to each other. That means they can bring the kids back. Yeah, well, they, they talk about that Wilson's passed away because, you oh, know, Earl, well, Earl Hinman passed away. And so you can see kind of Tim Taylor, because Last Man Standing has had everyone from Home Improvement come in, but as different characters. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. His, his former wife is his bitter next-door neighbor, and her and his wife in this show get together, and they're comparing their husbands like yeah they're a lot of like a lot, lot of in jokes they got a lot of santa claus jokes yeah a lot of buzz Lightyear jokes talking about tom hanks so, yeah he thinks he's all that but when i watch those movies i really feel he's the second best actor you, you know a lot of in jokes but so i, I love the show but i just found it was very odd that they just he, he says in the opening scene as long as 
this pandemic's going on. I'm going to grow my beard. I'm not going to shave. And so you, you have a series of, of quick cuts where he looks like, you know, Tom Hanks from uh, Castaway, just big honking beard. And then he shaves it off. And you show the calendar. It's, it's three and a half years later. It's like, oh, yay, we're past the pandemic now. We can get back to life. And so in the show, no one, you know, everyone's talking. No one wears a mask. So in reality, you know, they're getting daily tests and stuff. I like that because it shows, okay, there is a future. We're going to get past this. No, you know, everyone has survived just fine and dandy. But I just thought it was odd and brave to do that. It's a big risk for them to say, you know, three and a half years will be past this or we'll all be alive or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to make those creative decisions, especially it, to me. It sounds like the writer's room's like, man, we really don't want to keep doing this because at one point it's just going to be like everyone's doing it. And we got to have something that gives us hope that we can continue the show mm-hmm. past this. So there is so. a natural shift towards. You've heard me say this many times before. The market will always correct itself if you allow it. And I think if you allow certain things to happen, we can return to a semblance of normalcy. And it starts off, this is where entertainment can be a positive influence by, instead of the the the, the skies falling that the news media tends to enjoy because they got to sell their headlines. There are some aspects of, of, of entertainment that are helping. And I just find it odd that the, the two of the biggest um, CBS is viewed primarily as a conservative network, and Blue Bloods is certainly a conservative show. Tom Selleck is conservative, and it it's no, got those. I think CBS is more of we like people who are fifty and older. Yeah, which tend to be conservative. Everyone's liberal happen. when they're younger. Yeah, it was like, and let, let's look at that demographic. And they, and they do, but I'm saying these are the shows that are taking this head on, uh, which is cool. Well, they're telling you a message in a way you'll understand it, Sean. Is that what it is? Yeah. So do they like, use smoke signals? When I watch and... my TV station, MTV, I learned. Hey, when I was when I was actually when I was your age, they already stopped playing music. But yeah. I remember well, the a, original I'll, lineup. I'm just I'm, well, Alan I'm Cummings, stuck in Martha Quinn, I'm Nina Blackwood, JJ Jackson, and Mark Goodman. Those were the five VJs. Yeah. See, I, I'm stuck. I just watch old shows and then I occasionally check out new shows that are like highly recommended and uh, people who I respect. Yeah. So X-Files it is every year. X-Files it is. Have you been to the fluke? Have you been to the one with the inbred family yet? Oh, home. Uh-huh. I at home. Yeah, well, <laughs> Han and I watched that last year and she got freaked out. Everyone got for that and fluke man are the only two that just like, ah, well, fluke man. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's some that are really creepy. Um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. The home one was great. Cause it let like, to me, that was smart writing because they basically told you what was going on, but they didn't go, this is what's happening because they couldn't say it on TV. <coughs> right. And then when they rolled it out, you're like, oh. Yeah, that one. And there was I a like third one, the Circus Freaks one. That was a good one. I, I know it's not PC to say Circus Freaks, but no, that's, that's, what, they, what, they that's call- what they called them. In yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah. So, P- yeah. P- is it Penum and Barnum or something like that? P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Phineas yeah. Taylor Barnum. Yeah, Ringling Brothers that and Barnum fun, and Bailey Circus. That was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, there's so many good things in that show. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, it absolutely. I just this last, not the season that just happened because I couldn't watch it. You know what's strange to me? You ever heard of the movie Snowpiercer? Yeah, the the train that everyone's on board. Yeah, so the guy who made Parasite last year, like the big Korean, that Korean, Korean movie. Yeah, he made this movie, 
a while back, like 2000, like early 2000s, or no, probably not early, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a based off of a I think a graphic novel. But anyway, mm-hmm. TNT like a, looks like the Polar Express gone wrong. Well, yeah, it's based off of a train, and like train cars had different classes and all. This they should stuff. all be played it's, by Tom Hanks. It's a post apocalyptic world, whatever. But then they made a TV show out of it, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's really strange. Cause like the movie's very basic. Well, yeah, it's 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 a, but it's the class warfare thing, and oh my gosh, we yeah, gotta we gotta lecture it. people on class warfare now. Yeah, but like in the movie, I get it because it's like a fifth. It's only a, a but two no one's hour watching movie. the movie anymore. They gotta redo it. So either they re-release so, well, the no, movie. No, so I watched, started watching it. Uh huh. And I watched the first two. I was like, I go, I wonder how they're gonna do this story because it's like when I say simple story, I mean the people in the back car, the caboose. Are the poorest? They're the rats. They're you know whatever, and they revolt. And then the whole movie is kind of neat, neatly shot because it's them re- like progressing through the train to get to the front to co- you know to confront the mean the mean Mister Wilson or Walton. People or whatever. sit in the back because that's the last place to well, crash. Well, the movie, the show, it's like an airplane. Sit in the back. You've got you a better not, chance of survival. I kid you not. Half the season turn. Half the season is a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? And I was, the, it was strange. I was like, "What a strange way to try to tell this story." Where, what? Because once you start the snowball, it's gonna like it won't stop until you know. I'm talking about like, yeah. So it was weird. Uh, the movie's a lot better. Watch the movie because I want to watch a couple episodes of it. And I was like, I can't. I will, can't. and I will. I think Parasite is on Netflix too. I want to watch that. Uh, I've found, I've come across a couple of Korean zombie movies, South Korean yeah. zombie movies, which oh, North I, Koreans. No, South Korean. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Yeah, n- nothing comes out of North Korea. <laughs> that's that's entertainment. Um, Wouldn't that be bizarre? I wonder if they were because I remember reading a story back. I think it was like in the eighties or something that the North Korea literally kidnapped movie makers mm-hmm. and did stuff. So they made movies. Yeah, it was a little, so did Goebbels in so World where, War Two. Where are the movies? Let's watch the movies. No, these are movies that as the spouse of glorious leader. Yeah, let's watch them. No, let's not. Why not? It, because I don't want to. Someone will have made money off of that transaction somewhere. Oh my gosh, you're so sensitive when it comes to certain things. Yeah, indeed, need, I do. You need to have an open mind. But man. have you seen any of these South Korean zombie yeah, movies? Yeah, Train to Train to Busan. Yeah, that's a good movie. I love that one. There was another one. Ah, I can't remember it, but it's about the gamer who's stuck in the high rise apartment. Yeah, that's a good one. I think it was all right. Actually, some of the stuff. The, th- the thing I hate about movies like that, it's just one person acting. Mm-hmm. You're constantly judging their their decision making. And <laughs> like you're like at one point they're going to make a, a decision that's so stupid because they need to get the story going. Yeah. Um so that's where clever writing comes in. That's right. So there is a movie out there that I love because everything that goes wrong is like a natural situation. Have you ever seen this movie? Is it Wonder Woman? No, it's not Wonder Woman 1984. Clearly, they uh, all out. It is a Kurt Russell vehicle called Executive Decision. Yeah. I love that movie because, you know, you get something like The Abyss where you get Michael Bean who gets the the bends or whatever and goes crazy, or you get the, the, the one soldier who just, you know, gets bitten by the monster and, and freaks out and you know things happen as a result of that. Everything that goes wrong in this movie is a natural, naturally occurring thing. The the professionals are professional. No one freaks out. No one melts down. Even when someone gets, you know, paralyzed, he's still able to defuse a bomb by talking someone else through it. It's very real. And I love that movie. It, it's chintzy. You know, it, it's it's action packed. 
But the thing I love about it is the writers made sure not to have anyone do something stupid, like you said, to propel the plot. If, if a stupid thing happens, it's yeah. because it's a naturally stupid thing. Okay. Well, so yeah. That just uh, popped in my I'm head. I love that movie. I'm glad for that. we talked about the the terrorists or whatever you want to call them. The the the, the bad coup bringers. I like the man bear pig. The man bear pig. Now, I saw a meme going out. Oh, what's that cartoon, King of the Hill? Yeah. That one of the characters kind of dressed up serendipitously like that, put on a oh, moose. Simpsons. No, no, no. It was uh, some it guy. W- with... It was Simpsons. It was the Scottish guy who. Uh, but in King of the Hill, there's another guy who wears sunglasses. Willie did it. Yeah, but in King of the Hill, there's a, something similar where the guy with the sunglasses, I don't know any of the characters, but there's a pic- picture of him with kind of the, the, the yeah. moose head hat with the horns and war paint on his nose and that's just good lord yeah yeah it is what it is yes so that happened uh anything else you want to before we i'm going to close the show because you're clearly not giving me anything that's we're talking about <laughs> well you know i just wanted you to well you know i will let listeners know next friday uh we have the money guy back uh the money show is back nice so jack drew demariat Dumarat. Dumarat. He's going to be back in the studio. Uh, so the coin show is coming back to. Uh, we should grill about the COVID stuff because everyone like I feel like yeah, are you spraying I feel the like coins? If we preemptively judge somebody and just start going like, "Hey, what's the deal?" Like, yeah, thanks for the super spreader event. Yeah, man. like we we need to make people feel bad about their life choices. That's what we do here on the show. Uh, especially Sean on Twitter. Twi- hey, Nick and Brett, good that's, to see you. That's what Twitter does for Sean. Sean loves making people feel bad about themselves. And so much anger, man. <laughs> so much anger. And Jamal, our our uh, uh, buddy, our suture, suture buddy, buddy uh, hopefully will. He was supposed to be here today. He can't make it, but hopefully in the next week or so he'll he'll be in. And of course, we're, we are always looking for special guests. We uh, we're nonprofit here now, so yeah. we're all about the community, and we want to talk to local business owners and and community icons and just the everyday folk like community. you and I. Yeah, Mayor. Uh, coming up at eleven today. Uh, not eleven at twelve. Uh, the Conroe Young Professionals had Jody Chikowski on the mayor. Did they now? So yeah, it was uh, it was it was a great interview. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up. If you don't know what Young Professionals Conroe, it's a bunch of young entrepreneurs in Montgomery County, and they just talk about what's going on here in Conroe for young <laughs> professionals. What are we laughing about? A comment by Brett who just nailed something on the head. What do you say? He said Twitter Sean is just a uh, re. Post of the greatest hits of Facebook, Sean, which is absolutely what I'll do. I'll post something on oh, Facebook yeah. and then I'll crunch it down for a Twitter okay, thing. You want to talk about the the annoying online presence of friends, Brett? Is <laughs> my buddy like my best friend? He literally has Instagram, but you know what he posts on Instagram? Photos he's taken a year ago. Uh, so like every post you see, you're like, oh, it looks like you're having fun. He's like, oh no, that happened like two years ago. And I'm like, why would you post this stuff? If it's that far, he's like, well, I'm just trying to catch up. And he's and I go, you're progressively getting further back with your photos. And he, yep. and it, I'm like, I go, why would you spend your time doing this if you're not posting? Isn't the whole point posting photos of, like, now instead of, like, literally 2018, 2019? I mean, it's bizarre. And uh, and he continues to do it. He's not stopping. He's not. I was like, <laughs> he goes, hey. He, so my second anniversary came up, right? And he goes, oh, hey, I'm going to be posting pictures about that pretty soon. And I was like, that was two years ago. It's great. Awesome. It's really annoying. And yes, it's, Brett, you you know me so well, my friend. Well, yeah. I mean, you, uh, 
Well, I'm not like a big enigma. <laughs> well, let me ask you something because I always find it so bizarre. How to, bizarre to know more people on the internet than you know in real life. And I'm a World of Warcraft player. Like I like World of Warcraft. Okay. I got really into it. Like at one point, I would say actually two points in my life, I was really into it. Like I had friends on the internet. We, we would literally. I had their phone. Like I had this. I had a, the main guy. The guildmaster was in Brazil, mm-hmm. and like we would talk because I would help him with stuff. Because I guess our time's not really that. Different. Just like that little internet series, but, the guild. Like it was kind of weird to me because I never thought I'd be getting a phone call from somebody from Brazil. <laughs> but I just don't see my life going that way. Yeah. Because I'm not a man of. I'm not a cultured man. And I was thinking, Sean, how many people do you know on Twitter? That you know, like like you don't know in real life. It's just a handle. Well, do you know Twitter and Facebook people? are two different animals. I know a lot fewer people on Twitter, only because I follow people, and so it's easy to respond. You know, I'll I'll follow a an icon of some kind, Robert Davi, an actor, for instance, and someone may uh, that is. he may, well he's uh, probably not very good. Oh, he he's uh, he he's one of those character actors. He was in the. TV show Profiler. He was in Die Hard. He played one of the FBI agents in the uh, in the helicopter. He's got like a pitted face. Oh, he was the uh, the drug lord in the Timothy Dalton James Bond movie, License to Kill. He was the main bad guy. Okay. Anyhow, you know he's an actor. I follow him. He he may post something. So you don't know that guy. No, no, no. I don't know him at all. But you know he'll post ho- something. I was hoping you did. And then someone will respond to it, and I may respond to that person going, "Oh yeah, that's funny." So, so what, what, Twitter, what, by what, its definition, I don't know most of them. Facebook. Well, it sounds like you interject yourself in conversations on Twitter. That's yeah, but what that's what Twitter's like. for. So that's what you like doing on it. Like you basically mm, see somebody. Not like, really. Oh, that I got. You know, I got a thought about that. Yeah. Sometimes uh, Facebook, even though. I I don't every friend that I have I've interacted with in some way shape and form um and I know a vast majority of my Facebook friends I don't mean like personally and intimately I have gotten to the point where I know people on my Facebook I don't know I go I don't remember this person and I look at him and I'm like yeah I guess I do know but remember I I got Pat there was a point where I called the guillotine yeah I kind of scroll through it's like I really don't know who this this person asked to be my friend, and maybe we talked once or twice, but there's like literally nothing in common or something. So I would call that out. Uh, but no, I, I have like around seventeen, eighteen hundred contacts on Facebook, and a a vast, 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 vast majority I've, I've known and interacted with. I'm just you know. Well, it sounds like you go online to because you know it's funny. I watched a SVU episode. With my wife recently. Did you know? Oh, that reminds me. And it, and it had uh, Robin Williams in it, and he played a character who would prank call people using different voices to convince them to do things. And sometimes they resulted in uh, suicide. Sometimes it resulted in inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what you do on Twitter. You go on Twitter and you try to incite people to do things. And I won't rest till they storm the Capitol. Yeah, I told you you're the mastermind. That's uh, you, you found me. But yeah, that's what you do. You go on there, interject, and then you control the conversation, and you force people to do stuff they don't want to do. That's right. You, you <laughs> dang it, you got me. Now speaking of Law and Order, the missus and I stumbled across the other night Law and Order UK. It's the British version of Law and oh, Order. I bet you're all about that because they do it better over there. No, it's interesting because what they did, it's they took a handful. Uh, they would choose a season of American Law and Order and pick like the top eight scripts from it. And then this idiot writer named Chris Chibnall, who was single handedly destroyed Doctor Who, 
would adapt them to the British legal system this and with is different how characters. It would really would happen. Yeah, and so it's weird because we'd be watching. We've watched like three or four Can of these episodes, the th- and we're watching like. Wait, this vaguely reminds me of the one, for instance, like with Robin Williams. Oh, it is the one with Robin yeah. Williams. It's just now it's Mel Smith, you know, some British actor. Can you instead. imagine the thrilling episode with a guy who made the the Nazi dog? The what? Did you hear about that? The Nazi dog. Oh, the yeah, dog. He made that, the dog yeah. salute, uh-huh. and that's the trick he taught him. Like, can you imagine that episode being so thrilling? It'd be so thrilling. <laughs> uh, I, I I do feel compelled. I need to correct Brett oh, on something. Okay. Oh, well, Brett said you should see how many friends uh, Sean has in his Pornhub account. Uh, Can you have Brett, friends in Pornhub? Well, they're more business associates, and I'm using finger quotes, than friends. So, yeah. you know, I, I can separate the two. So, business associates in Pornhub. Friends on Facebook. You are that director. <laughs> so, I mean, you, I can see it. I was I was young, and I needed the money. I now I'm it. old, and I need the money. I like it. There's always, there's always an avenue for people. So <laughs> never, always be stay positive, guys. There's always an avenue. <laughs> stay positive down. unless it's a medical test tonight. But I think I, you know, know what the, I mean. The weekend's happening this uh, weekend, folks. I think the weather's That's kinda, usually what happens on yeah, the weekends. You know, well, I'm just a lot of people think the six was the start of the revolution, man. I'm just letting them know. It's still a weekend. <laughs> T- take a weekend off, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I. You know, I, what I can't wait for uh, is after inauguration is uh, what Donald Trump's going to do because he's still going to be in the news, I feel like, for the next five years. He's going to buy a years. network, whether it's yeah, a news network like or that. news entertainment network, and he's going to get The Apprentice back on, and he's just going to keep keep out there. He, he can't not. His ego won't let him. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll just see. And that's if— for instance, you know, if Facebook and Twitter shut him down, he'll just buy his own Facebook and Twitter, whether it's Mimi or whatever it's called or Parlor or whatever these other ones. He'll just pop over there, and those who follow him will still follow him wherever you know, he is. I think he's set on Twitter. I don't know why he's set on it. I think he's set on it, and he's just going to do it until they start, like, literally banning him all the time. Mm-hmm. So, which will probably happen. I mean, like, I don't know. It's so funny to me. I wish I had that much, like, notoriety where people would, like, think what I say is controversial. <laughs> Well, if I may point out, for all the stuff I've been accused of on Facebook or Twitter, I've never been sent to Twitter or Facebook jail. I've never been silenced or banned or uh, uh, something I've written been reported. Or well, you've been talking to the wrong people. You need to you need to respond to the to the the terrorists, man. I don't negotiate. Yeah, that's with, right. That's right. That would be great if someone said that. <laughs> Because I didn't see any demands. I just saw. To me, the only thing that the, the those pictures were missing were like the kegs of beer. That's, that's the guy with the hat and everything. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that one. It was <laughs> it was the most amazingly failed coup d'état in the history of coups d'état like in it. the world. I like it. Uh, all right. Well, is that it for you? Is there any that's more? it for me. Appreciate uh, people tuning in again. Happy birthday to Jay Stittleberg. Uh, tune into us. You know, he and I do a, a show elsewhere. Oh no, streaming yeah. show. Let's take this. I'm sorry, we're trying to end the show. D- okay, I saw that Montgomery County has to follow certain rules now for COVID. Hmm. Yeah, you can't defy a state order, a gubernatorial order. Gubernatorial—that's a great word. And uh, and that which is why Abbott has been pretty lax, say, leaving it up to different counties. But now he's like, but no now more. with some of these things, you got to do this. Uh, county so does what, what can I do this weekend? 
You can do anything you want. Well, can much I go dancing with my wife? Don't see why not. At a at a at a dance hall. As long as it's not over fifty percent capacity, sure. So now all the places are fit, like restaurants and stuff. I, I don't know, but I'm saying that's like the worst. Bars may be at thirty percent, okay. but you you can still go to a bar. You can dance. You can eat out. You can go to an outdoor concert. Well, I just saw that. I was like, well, I feel like no one's really telling me what the rules are. And again, at the risk of being Mr. Numbers guy, to to point out that oh, here we fortunately. Go. The death count in Montgomery County for the last several weeks has remained unchanged, 189 deaths grand total. And this is weeks after these 10,000, you know, the, the, the Catfish Festival and these other things where there were massive people. And the prediction that, you know, great now hundreds and thousands of people in Montgomery County are going to die. Absolutely not. It hasn't changed in weeks, that number. And I think the last uptick was Well, the conspiracy theory is everyone's still drinking alcohol, and that's what's keeping, keeping that. Yeah, that's what let the last guy on the Titanic survive. He was the baker. And do you remember the movie Titanic when the, uh, the Jack and what's her name are on the, the very back of the ship? And he's yeah. like, hold your breath. And he looks, you see a guy, a, a ship crewman there next to them. That guy was named Charles Burgess. And I what didn't I, know this. I'm a Titanic junkie. And what happened was he figured he was going to go down with the ship. And so he, he broke into the ship's liquor stores and just got loaded like drank himself to oblivion. And so when the ship was going down, he's holding on to the flagpole. He just kind of stepped off and swam away. And a lot of people said, well, you couldn't have, you wouldn't pull down with the suction. And that's before they knew that the ship broke in half because that happened underwater. And uh, the ship broke in half underwater. Yeah. And in, in Titanic, it's above water. Um, but no, it was all below water. No one knew that. Come on, James Cameron. I mean, you're serious. It was, it was more visual. Well, he was wrong with so many things in Avatar. No, you, yeah, you so, want to you want to read A Night to Remember by Walter Lord, a great book. But anyhow, he's in the water for like an hour or so, just you know, hanging on to an upside down lifeboat, can't get in. But he's pick, he's so drunk that he kind of pickled himself, and he didn't die of hypothermia. And so he he actually the last guy to officially quote leave the Titanic because um, he's on the very back holding on the flagpole. Um, survived because of booze so i'm just saying kind of a weird hangover don't you think (laughs) it's like i kind of remember things i don't remember things (laughs) you're right but i could have sworn there was a ship here last night it's kind of a weird hangover well uh yeah all right now well i just wanted to make sure i understood the covid stuff so i I, wear a mask do the normal thing Be, be respectful in, in my own way, this sounds weird. I try to lead by example because I obviously lead a very active life. I meet a lot of people every day and stuff, and I'm just I don't. be as cautious as I can um, and respectful of others. And to date, I haven't had COVID, even though there's some office pools out there wondering when I'm going to get it and that I should have had it by now. Just use a lot of common sense needs to be used. And hand in hand with that to respect those who may feel about it differently than you. And that goes both ways. In my humble opinion. Yeah, fair enough. So there we go. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Well, it's, it's 1027. Let's get the heck out of here. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. We appreciate it. Keep the conversations going online. We'll be uh, back on Monday morning at 9 a.m. here on Dick and Skippy in the Mornings. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you later.